Hello, what is going on? It is the Apex Life. This is episode 22. Why are you pulling funny faces at me, Jasmine? Just trying to lighten the mood, man. Trying to lighten the mood. This is a late one. We're doing this pretty late. But 7 o'clock. We normally do this in the morning or the afternoon where our energy is a lot higher. We're in peak state. Well, the last one that we did, I think we did around this time and we actually liked it. No, we didn't. We did it in the afternoon. If you remember rightly. Anywho, as you say, anywho. Anywho. So we're going to do something a little bit different. We had a question, so we thought, why not turn this question into a podcast since it is episode 22 of the Apex Life? So I am going to answer Jenny's question from BC. Jenny sent us an email. Jenny said to Jasmine and Troy, thank you for all your help and advice on your show, The Apex Life. It has helped me so much, but I would like to know what Jasmine and Troy do on a daily basis. What does your nutrition and training look like? How do you both manage to leave a live a healthy lifestyle as a couple? Great question. There's a lot of good questions. Do you want to go first on this one? Or do we kind of do it together? We team up? Do we go back and forth? Do you want to go first? Or do I go first? Or do you want me to go first? And you go second? <laughs> You're making this very complex. Why don't we break it down by uh, by question? And then you can answer. And then I'll answer. And then we go to the next one. Because I think there's like four questions in there. So she, the first question she asked was, how do we live? Hang on a minute. I'm miles away here. Something about nutrition, right? She said... Help me so much. I would like to know. Okay. What do we do for nutrition training? What does that look like nutrition. on a daily basis? Nutri- so let's start with nutrition. What does our nutrition look like? Okay. So she asked nutrition and then she asked about training. Yes, she did. Uh, and my phone gotcha. is going crazy, by the way. Okay. Well, for me, I mean, I've done pretty much everything like over my journey. So I've done strict meal plans. I've done flexible dieting using my fitness pal. I've done, you know, intuitive eating. I've tried intermittent fasting. We did a little spurt of... Uh, carb cycling. We've done carb cycling. But no, we did a spurt of... Um, last year, I think it was, where we went meatless for... We did a bit of vegetarian, didn't we? Yeah, a little bit. I, I think we get really playful with our nutrition, too, because we like to try and see what our clients go through, what their preferences are. Plus, you know, as you go through life experiences, um, you know, and things change, you get curious about different types of eating and training and things naturally well at least for me it yeah. is but I think my natural go-to I think why do I say that I think I, of course I'm saying it um for me my biggest and latest transition has been going from the corporate world um you know going from a career where I was always on my feet moving all day long so I was that eat six times a day, not because of any advantages, it was just because I was very, very hungry. So now that I'm an entrepreneur and I spend a lot of time in front of the computer, um, I had to really get used to my hunger levels changing and really get into intuitive eating again. Um, so for me, I probably, over the last, I would say more so this last six months, I don't like to label my nutrition like what exactly I'm like. I don't give it a term. I just mm. eat according to how I feel. Yes. Now, how people, um, you know, in the fitness industry would t- term it would probably be a mix of intermittent fasting um, and a bit of carb, no, not carb cycling, carb backloading. 
Yeah. Um, so for me, I wake up in the morning. Explain that to the listeners. Yeah, yeah, I will for sure. So I tend to like having all like more of my fats during the day and then my carbs at night. That's essentially the easiest way to talk about carb cycling. For me, in terms of my eating, I get up in the morning, I have my apple cider vinegar and water, um, and then I have my coffee. And then uh, I probably don't actually have my first meal of the day until I would say the earliest is maybe 11, the latest is one. And then I'll have another meal at some point during the day, probably around four. Mm -hmm. And then I don't eat again until maybe eight. Um, so, but here's the thing is that that can change day to day. Cause if you and I are super busy, super active, my hunger cues go through the roof and I honor that. I honor if I'm hungry, I keep, um, again, I keep the nutrition kind of the same in terms of my macros. So protein at every meal, you know me, I'm the veggie queen. Uh, loves vegetables, love love salads. and fruit. I love fruit. So I usually do like apples in particular. Yes, I'm I'm a very I'm a huge apple snob. Um, <laughs> but I do like protein, fats, and veggies throughout the, throughout the day. And if I want fruit, I have it too. And then usually um, in the evening, that's when I like to have my carbs. Why? I don't know. I just naturally gravitated towards that, and I don't question it, and it works for me. Um, and that's what I'm doing right now. If I'm trying to lose, you know. A little bit of weight which i really stay between five to seven pounds at any given time if i you know we're doing a photo shoot or going on vacation or anything like that i really stay in my comfort zone like my i it's like it's kind of like my parameters right i know when i get past a certain uh feeling i use a feeling uh then i know it's time to kind of monitor what i'm eating a little bit more closely um or if you've got a photo shoot coming up yeah, uh, but I still use the same procedures. I don't really weigh any of my food. I don't do like hand portions. I kind of eyeball everything. I tons of variety in my nutrition. Make sure it's super palatable. Um, if I want something, I, I fit it into my nutrition. I don't have words like cheat meals or free meals or anything like that. What do we call it to our clients? What do we call them? Abundance meals. Yeah, baby. Um, I try not to use any language around my my nutrition because, as you know, I struggled with binge eating for a really long time, and I want and I worked really hard to have that food freedom mindset. So I don't put any limitations on what I have. One thing I do do for myself is I eat foods that agree with me, um, that make me feel good. Like we went out after skydiving and we had burgers and fries. I was fine with the burgers. I love French fries and I noticed right away, like my something wrong with my stomach. And I just know, I'm like, okay, so maybe I just don't eat as much of that or just if it, if I have them, just be aware. Uh, but yeah, I'm all, I know it sounds so boring. So, but here's the thing is like, to me, I feel like that's what, what people want is to not be tied down to a diet or strict eating or anything like that. Right. I literally eat what I want and I lay it out how I want and I just, that's, I worked for that though. So, so it's we, a skill. So we talked to them about what we called the other day the random Fernandos. Oh my god, you guys, this is so funny. So Troy and I. So we're gonna talk more about Troy's transition too with his eating, maybe on another podcast, maybe on the persistence factor. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, you know, Troy didn't really realize he had food rules himself until he started shedding his identity with bodybuilding and growing into uh, a different style of eating. And 
he actually started to gravitate towards the way that I eat. Um, starting with law of association, yeah, right? Starting, you are your environment. Yeah, you surround yourself with. Starting with smoothies in the morning, and he always thought I was crazy. Love smoothies. Yeah. Love them. Like <laughs> I, I actually get excited. To I know drink them. you do. It's so funny to Can't watch. Can't wait. <laughs> I actually like the process of putting them in the blender, like sticking the <laughs> the uh, berries in there, and then the oatmeal, and then yeah. the collagen and the protein powder, and yeah. throwing the cinnamon powder in there as well, yeah, and then we some avocado. I love doing it. Yeah. It's a fun process. It's kind of creative, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I you used make to... different flavors, and for me, it was always oatmeal protein powder, oatmeal what? protein powder for years, or oatmeal and six whole eggs yeah did that for years yeah and you kept the same rotations of food and you had a lot of um food rules not even just from bodybuilding but even from your upbringing like really random things but we can i love to dive into that with you um can we do that for another podcast absolutely we'll do awesome. it next we'll do it for episode 23 of the yeah, apex life because this is you guys are gonna like i think people are gonna really resonate with you a little even on a much deeper level mm. because they think people who are in you know, peak shape all the time, don't deal with this kind of stuff. And now that you're kind of going into your, no, it's kind of like normalizing and neutralizing everything. And that's a lot what I do with the mindset uh, coaching that I do with the women. Um, anyways, so, and also from your eating style for so many years, you develop some food sensitivities that now you completely understand why you wake right. up in the morning and you sound like a trumpet. <laughs> Sorry. Am I? Well, no, be honest. Transparency, yeah. right? That's yeah. what we want. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. And we, we got that food allergy test done this year. So yeah. that was very uh, an eye opening experience for, you for me. It was. Holy Mackinac. And, that, and the reason why I have so many allergies with food because I kept the same foods yeah, in saying. my diet for 25, 26 years of yeah. bodybuilding. My foods didn't really rotate at all. It was the no. same foods day in, day out. Yeah. And although that works really for, you know, simplicity's sakes, it just wasn't. Uh, you were eating for fuel in a sense. So every time you would say, oh, I'm having a cheat meal, you would do that. And then the next day you would go into that knee jerk reaction of almost like a panic and be like, I have to clean up my diet. I have to... right. And anyways, we'll dive into this on another subject, but it was really awesome. And I cannot wait to share that with people. But um, so you, I said, well, instead of having these quote unquote cheat meals, I'm like, why don't we just intersperse more of the foods that you enjoy? Random Fernandos is what we're talking yeah. about to everybody. It, oh yeah, we had to go back to that, right? Yeah. Um, um, throughout the week, like why does it? Why do you have to wait for a special occasion to reward yourself? Like why don't you eat foods that are palatable to you? And you kind of looked at me all cockeyed. You're like, um, what? And then so one night, so I planted that seed and it actually started to, you know, what do they call that? Germinate because we kept feeding that idea. And we ended up doing that when, well, I don't remember what we were having. It was like popcorn or something, right? Was it popcorn? And, I don't even know. Or maybe was it like frozen yogurt, something like that? I don't even know. But something that's not normally something we eat. Mm. And we ended up calling it Rando Fernando. Rando? Random Fernandos. Something like that. Rando Fernandos, right? Random Fernandos. Yeah. Random Fernandos. So yeah. we started laughing because. I have no idea we... where that concept came from, by the way. <laughs> so now. Our abundance meals have turned into Rando Fernando's where we just end up having foods that we like and it just ends up being so funny. So anyways, that was the whole. Anywho. Anywho, as I always say. But yeah, you're pretty much now have taken up my, the way that I eat. So we've kind of summarized Yeah, it. I mean, I've, I mean, bodybuilding for so many years, I used to eat eight times a day. And, and tons of force feeding. Tons, yeah, force feed my, oh, that was, that was those are Chip tough times. Cheeks. 
yeah, just constantly eating, eating. My body's telling me, no, you don't need to eat anymore. You're heavier enough, stop force feeding. And force feeding was, it would usually take me an hour to eat a meal. But anyway, but now it's like, now I'm not bodybuilding anymore. It's like the floodgates have opened. It's like a whole new world has opened for me to eat differently. So I wake up in the morning and I won't eat breakfast probably till about 11, 11.30. I go to the you gym. Pu you push it. Like if you eat later at night, you won't eat at, you won't late eat until later on in yeah, the day. So but if you don't eat as much at night, you end up eating a little bit so, Yeah, so for me, like you said earlier, yeah. you were talking about intuitive eating. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm doing learning. right now. And I'm learning, I'm really paying attention to my body. So I don't eat as much food. I probably eat maybe two, three meals a day but I probably say the majority of my carbs in the evening. You eat like me now. And what I find is that, what's interesting, the listeners might find this interesting, is that by eating the carbs at night, the carb backloading, I find that I can have a nice restful sleep and a deeper sleep because of all those carbs, right? Yeah. Which we can probably explain, maybe go into a little bit more detail to the science of that and how it works. But it's really interesting that I wake up in the morning and I'm got I'm full of energy. I, I I take my intra workout to the gym and I'll sip on that, which is basically branch chain arenos, some creatine in there, some glutamine, and also a scoop of uh, Vitago. And I'll sip on that while I'm training. Then I usually get home, take a shower, do some work, do some emails, and then I'll eat my breakfast probably like around 11, 11.30. And then I won't eat again probably probably around like three, four o'clock. And then I'll eat at night again, which is right now it's about 7.30 at now night. hurry up, would you? Because I'm getting hungry. <laughs> and then we're going to eat probably around like 8, 9.30, which is probably pretty much carb-based. But it works really, really well. And what I found is that I'm actually staying really, really lean. But my energy levels are through the roof. I'm not saying that everybody should eat this no. way. This is just what works for us as a couple and how we are able to maintain this for, you know, every single day. And what Jenny was asking us the question originally was about our nutrition and what we do as a couple. So I hope that helps. And I hope we've given you some insight to what we do as a couple. She also wanted to know what we do in regards to training. How do we train? Is that enough about the nutrition or do you I want to carry so. no, on about training? No, I think training? that's good. No, I think that's good. We can definitely dive into that. We other do drink subject. a lot of water as well. So we're very mindful of that. Yeah. We, and our supplementation is very on point too. So we're big into supplements. As long as our guts are in check. Yeah, so we're big yeah. on gut health. And quality supplements. Yeah, so we spend a lot of money on food. We spend a lot of money on supplements, but you know, you, it's an investment and we are our investment. Our bodies are our investment. So we have to practice what we yes, preach. Absolutely. So in regards to training. Yeah, so right now for me, um, in this exact moment, I'm actually testing all the workouts for the 90 day transformation, which will be launching mid September. I'm hoping the 17th, 10 women is going to be epic. So I want to make sure the workouts are good. So mm. I'm putting myself through them. I'm watching you. Yeah. It's cool to see, by the way. Yeah, well, I want to make sure it's of quality, right? I don't want to just randomly put some stuff together. I want to feel what they're going through. Um, and I also want to make sure that the movements that I'm putting up, like if, you know, if I'm doing circuit style, I want to make sure that the circuit that I'm building um, flows well. So they're not going from one machine and then if they're at their gym, then they have to go to a set of cables, then they have to use a BOSU ball, then they have to go down, but it doesn't work that well. It doesn't flow. So I go in there to make sure it's, you know, efficient, it's, it's challenging and things like that. But for me, um, I, again, it's kind of like seasons, just like the nutrition, right? Um, sometimes when I'm not like feeling 
super duper into working out and I don't want to think, I'll piggyback off of you. Mm -hmm. And vice versa, you'll do the same thing with me. Um, I really like the upper body, lower body split for a while and then a, like a day of accessory movement. So a little bit more shoulders and things like that. Um, but right now it's full body circuits. I really like it because I'm right now, because we are launching a bunch of programs and stuff like that come September, uh, time is of, of an essence here and I need to be in and out of that gym in 45 minutes. So uh, it's full body for me. Uh, I wake up in the morning, uh, we do some kind of movement. So whether that's outside enjoying this beautiful weather while we can. Uh, Before winter hits. Yeah, a nighttime walk also with Ruby. And then also if I want, because we have the luxury of having um, you know, a treadmill and elliptical in our house, I prefer to um, you know, get my cardio done first and I'll get ready to go to the gym. I know it sounds kind of ass backwards, but that's what works for me. I feel good. Uh, that movement gets my creative juices going. Yeah. Um, and it's not about burning calories or anything like that. It's more about my mental state, to be honest. Um, feel good. And I can multitask, like emails and getting back to clients and things I find, like that. I actually watch her sometimes. I might be on the elliptical while she's on the treadmill and Jasmine would actually be writing and uh, creating a post yeah. of value to her followers, which is really, really cool. So she's killing two birds at one, with one stone. Yeah, and again, um, you're gonna be speaking about your training, but you've just, it seems like you've picked up a lot of my habits because you're really curious because you've always looked at me and said, are you exhausted moving around like that? And I'm like, well, they called you Duracell when you were bodybuilding. Mm. By the way, you guys, Troy and I, pretty much every time, actually you've gotten better in the last, I would say in the last week or two. He'll be like, yeah, just one more, just one more. I will literally be standing at the door gym for 25 minutes. And I'm like, that was one long asset. And he won't, he does not shut up. Only until recently he's been telling himself like, that's enough, I've done enough. It's, you know what, you hit the nail on the head. It's a reminder for me that I am not a competitive pro bodybuilder anymore, but that switch still goes on in my head. It's conditioned so deeply. And I think it's like a mental approach that I would do a vigorous mental approach before I train. So there's a lot of planning and intention of how I want to work out to mm -hmm. plan out. Mm -hmm. But now I'm not competing anymore. I don't have to do that. So it's actually going to the gym now, having some fun. Whereas before it was more pressure and I had to train a certain yeah. way to build tissue and to hold on to muscle. But now I'm going into the gym with some fun and I'm actually excited to train a little different. I might do some giant sets. I mean, I'm a big hit practitioner of the Arthur Jones, Mike Mensah, Dorian Yates philosophy when I was bodybuilding, but now I'm not doing that. I find I do a lot more giant sets. I'll do like some skipping. The other day I did some skipping yeah, after I playful. trained. Yeah, so I'll throw in like push and pull, which I never used to do when I was bodybuilding. I actually do upper body sometimes and then lower body sometimes. So yeah. just having fun with my training and enjoying it. But the goal is to be out in 45 minutes. Yeah, Whereas it, before it would take me, what, two and a half hours to mentally prepare, oh my prepare God. do my cool down, do my warm up, get myself into peak state. But there was a purpose behind all of that, right? Of course. And now you're, you still, to feel like an athlete is super, super important to you still but just a uh, different type. Want, it's almost like performance Yeah, athlete. I want to be able to move better. Agility. And to, yeah, to yeah, have speed, flexibility yeah. and to feel like an athlete. I think very similar to those 
CrossFit is how yeah. they feel sometimes. So um, for me, it's about, mo- I do a, a lot of mobility because I have shoulder yeah. mobility issues. So I spend about 15, 20 minutes warming up my shoulders and doing some um, internal, external rotation work. And then I'll work on some rotator work and I'll do some farm rolling and then I'll do some dynamic breathing and then I'll hit the workout. Like I said earlier, super setting, giant sets, um, push and pull things like that of that nature and then we get out and we go about our day and we get we start working right so we're in and out of the gym very very quickly yeah so i think you know to summarize the training and nutrition component and something that we're a huge advocate to our clients about um is it's all about looking at training and nutrition as something you're adding to your life instead of taking away um you know taking away time from your other things you want to do like Netflix, (laughs) you know, or your nutrition, looking at it like, oh, well, I can't have this. I can't do that. I can't go here. I can't go to this celebration. Um, These are, this is my food list. I can't. And we're all about like, let's clean up your nutrition. Let's look at the nourishment you're giving yourself. Let's look at what we can add. You know, how do we modify certain things to make sure it fits into your nutrition? Um, and really increasing the longevity because a program is really only as good as, some, as you know, as long as someone's willing to work it and also the results. Like there's a time and a place for the, you know, the quick and dramatic, but most of the time that can't even come into place yet. But, you know, again, it's all about adding, figuring out what feels good for you, having fun, enjoying the process because nourishing your body with good food, working your body, right? Mm. Movement changes state. It's all about adding. It's a good thing. Not taking away. So we really, really emphasize that and really try to shape and mold, um, you know, our client's mindset around that. So, you know, the mind philosophy. So I think everybody has that mindset and I think it's promoted heavily on social media and the media itself really promotes it on magazines. You go to the grocery store, you see weight loss, this diet, this diet, that. And no wonder why people think they always have to be on the diet. So, so the exhausting. apex life is not about a diet. It's about, as Jasmine mentions, about adding to people's life, not taking away. So mm. if people want to have an abundance meal, by all means, they can have it. They can just make it fit into their macros. And it's all about keeping, keeping active, mm-hmm. living that healthy lifestyle and enjoying the process and doing things a little bit differently and i think that's probably why we're so successful and why a lot of clients are coming to us is we just do things a little bit different but use common sense by the way which which isn't always common so we try to use simple approaches not rocket science approaches that people think that is really really scientific we just keep things very very simple but we go back to the basics and i think that's why it resonates with people so well. So that's kind of in a nutshell what we do on a day-to-day basis. Nothing fancy. We're just very in tune with our body. And I think all the inner work that we do, all the reading, all the studying that we do, all the meditation that we do, I think is really been a byproduct of what we do with our nutrition and our training on a daily basis, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And I guess we can kind of go right real quick into the uh, second last question here is how do you both manage to live a healthy lifestyle while you're a product of your environment oh yeah I forgot about that and you you know we attracted each other obviously based off of our values um, we know what our values are and we also know what our priorities are and we're also very goal driven people so Definitely. I mean we cultivated that <clears throat> away from each other it just blended very well 
um, when we met. I mean, I know that's not for every couple. We know lots of couples where one person is really, really fit and the other person isn't. Mm. Um, but yeah, for us, it was a very, here's the thing, the nutrition and the training, all that kind of stuff was really easy. But if we want to be completely transparent, there was a point, Troy, I hope you don't mind me sharing this. No, man, go for it. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you know, with Troy and his goals, like, I've never dated a pro athlete before, but there is definitely some mental toughness and discipline there um, that they ensure that they do what they need to do to get them to where they want to be. And for a long time, you know, Troy had this mentality. It wasn't malicious or anything like that. It was just his automatic conditioning from years of being, you know, soccer player, pro athlete, you know, um, where his goals were his number one priority and your emotions and opinion didn't matter, which very well served you. Very close-minded. Very, but it served it, you for a long yeah, it time. it was one way, it was my way or the highway. And so for a while, you know, I would have to say to you, like, Troy, like, your, my goals are just as important as yours. Like, totally. I'm like, we're not just going to go to the gym on your time um, because you had to, like, Oh my gosh, it was such a sequence. Train. He was like, I only train after four meals. And then when I'm in the parking lot, then I have to have, you know, my carbs. And then in the gym, I have to have my other carbs. And then when I get home and then I have, and it was, hey, but rituals, show me your rituals. I'll show you, you know, I'll show you exactly why you are where you are. So mm -hmm. there was a purpose for it, but you came to, it came to light that that wasn't going to work for us as a couple. And I mentioned many times on podcasts, many times that bodybuilding is an extremely selfish sport. And I think you have to be to be a champion. And you have to have a partner who gets that too. And that was one thing I talked about in many podcasts, how a lot of the guys I would compete against every mm. year, I'd see them with a different partner because it's very, very tough on, on both people though. Of course. On both. It, and it's tough, not just on the, on the relationship, also friends and family too, because you are literally staying in hibernation as a as a as a pro athlete so yeah i hopefully is that it are you done i think that's, that's kind of the, the much it. kind of what we do on a day-to-day -day basis wouldn't that you say a, yeah that, that was a really nice question she asked i mean wow i kind of feel kind of selfish that i'm sitting here talking about myself but i mean you and i are all about our integrity we practice what we preach uh, if we're not doing it it's not coming out of our mouth you know what i mean that's, um, that's huge for us we we have to be uh, we have to be role models and we have to practice what we preach otherwise we're hypocrites i spoke about that on instagram the other day yeah and you know we're not definitely perfect and uh we everybody here's the thing is if you look at somebody and you admire them and you want to get to where they're at one thing i would really encourage people to understand is to humanize those people and understand like they have their struggles too they mess up all the time maybe in the one little area you're looking at them sure they do things quite well and are skillful at it but it probably spent a lot of time there but i would encourage you to ask them about their journey look into their journey ask them how many times they failed how much patience they had to have you know and they had to remain patiently ambitious and be consistent with their efforts but remember outside of that that whatever it is that they achieve that you would like to achieve too they've got their whole other life wheel there that's going on that's so right. remember you know there's a price to pay for everything there's sacrifices that you have to make for the goals that you want and you know if those sacrifices don't align with you and your values and 
that's cool. Just, you know, look at something else you can work on. I mean, look at Troy and I, like we've achieved so many different pillars um, in our our own transformations, mentally, emotionally, and physically, that one thing maybe last year no longer serves us anymore. Now we're onto something else because as you grow, you have self-awareness, you get to know yourself better, you get, you understand like what you like and what you don't like. That's the beauty part of, that's the beautiful part of life. We're still learning. Oh my God, all the time. We're going to mess up. We're going to screw up. All the time, all the time. And I think that if we can accept that as part of life and that um, we're not so hard on ourselves, I think things, I think we can, we will appreciate our life a lot more, right? Because we say all the time, and I say this all, you know, to our clients, you know, a lifestyle, which most people really want, is outside of a perfect plan. That's right. There's no room Love for mistakes, that. right? Love that. Why? Like, why? That Life would be so boring if you were just on, you might as well just go on autopilot, become a robot. We'll turn you on your little switch <laughs> and you just, you know, get in a perfect line and become robotic. That would be really, really boring. So when you fail, on, fail forward right on your face and you have your little, you know, temper tantrum because you messed up, pick yourself back up and say, that was meant to be. I, I what is, what is the purpose in it? And I think the bottom line for us, we love to feel good. We like to wake up in the morning having that abundance of energy. We like to feel optimal. We just want to feel energetic. And I think that is so important. Feel good, feel good. <laughs> feel good. Go on, go on, do it, do it, do it. You're going to rap while I do the beatbox? Can't even try. You'll just like... We just tried that the other day and it, we wish someone happy birthday. Oh, I started beatboxing and Jasmine was trying to do some rapping and it was just a gong show. Well, come on now. We'll save that for another that? episode for everybody. <laughs> but anyway, I hope you have enjoyed this episode 22. Cut it, it off 21? at 30. Cut it off at 30. We've got 30 seconds left before this guts gets cuts off. Cuts, cuts off. Getting tongue tied and all that good stuff. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed episode 22 Thanks, of the Apex Life. Thank you so much, Jenny from BC, for sending that, that amazing question. And I hope everybody that was listening got some value from it. And try it. Try it for yourself. If it doesn't work, then I would say give it a good 30 days or 90 days. And if it doesn't work for you, then try something else. But have fun in the process. And as Jasmine said, it's not about taking things away. It's about adding to your life. And that's what we're all about at Apex Life. Anyway, and I hope you enjoyed our little episode we had last Sunday. We did a a skydive. We're actually going to show a little bit more footage on Instagram, aren't we, Jasmine? You're going to show your video and I'll show mine. Yeah, I got to somehow cut that five-minute video down. But yeah, definitely amazing. What's next on the horizon? Now that we've done the skydive, what's next? The next thing that we're going to do that's going to get us out of our comfort zone? I don't know. Bungee jump? No, definitely not. We've done zip lining. We've done bungee jumping. I no, it's kind bungee of... jump. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Well, well, that rec- that I don't know, honey. What's going to happen? It's the the drop with the stomach and the nausea. You just jumped out of a freaking plane. But that's like a smooth glide. This is like plump. Well, I, I, we'll see. So cool. So um, cool. But what I, do you guys recommend? Let us know what you recommend. Oh What's God. a really scary thing to do that's going to get Jasmine and I out of our comfort zone? You're really going to put yourself in a really bad position right now. But as yeah. long as it's not swimming with sharks, that some crazy Someone's thing like that. Happen. 
So if you guys want to uh, send us any more questions, we'd be more than happy to answer them, whether that's about myself or Troy or us as a couple, whatever. This is what the Apex Life is all about, and Troy and I are really going to step up this platform and speak more openly openly and deeply about our passion about uh, just self-discovery and living your best life in your best body and uh, sharing our passion. So definitely leave us a rate, a review, share the podcast, share with somebody who needs to hear it. There's tons. If you have, this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, go to the subsequent, or I shouldn't say subsequent because that's future, the episodes before this and listen to them. We've got some of our clients on there sharing their journey. We've talked about tons of mindset stuff. We've given tips and tricks about nutrition and training and all of that awesome, awesome stuff. So go play catch up. Go back to episode number one and see how we've gone through this journey and where, why we are, where we're at now. And we, uh, yeah, send us your questions, topics, whatever you want to hear. And that's it. That's all. This is Troy and Jasmine of the A-Team, The Apex Life. We wish you a great rest of your day or a great rest of your week, wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much for listening. And as Jasmine mentioned, please rate and please review. And if you get a moment, hit the subscribe button. We appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week, same time, same place, same channel with episode 23. That's my Irish accent coming out there of the apex life thank you so much for listening you take care and we hope you live your apex life thank you so much